Welcome back to From the Press Box, the Holland Sentinel Sports Staff's weekly podcast where we talk anything and everything sports. Um, alongside myself, uh, sports editor Dandy Adana is our lovely assistant, Bo Troutman. Um, and we've got, uh, he's got nothing to say about that because no, I called him no lovely. Comment. Yeah, you just got to take that with pride. Hey, at least I didn't say ugly assistant, I said lovely. So, <laughs> uh, all right, we've got a lot to talk about. We had one of the craziest weeks in football. That we ever had. It was another weather day where it knocked some games into two. Uh, we had high school games end with very crazy situations. And it kind of continued through the weekend with, you know, weird, weird vibes through the college and then into the Lions, too, which we'll get yeah. to as well. Yeah. So um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about. Um, the Hope Calvin volleyball rivalry and some other high school stuff, uh, as well as preview and give you our picks for week six. Um, but let's look back. Let's start with a look back at week five. There's a few games that will that we want to highlight for sure. First of all, Zealand East versus Holland Christian. Bo, you were at this one. Uh, it took two days to complete. It took an overtime to complete. Uh, Zealand East, right? They had to get a fourth down and a conversion and a two-point conversion yeah. uh score they had to score on fourth down and get, yeah. get a two-point conversion just to force overtime which they did and then beat holland christian in overtime if you want to tell everybody what what did they do so well at the end there the chicks and just what was this game like uh crazy um it was just one of those games where i don't think anyone did anything like necessarily wrong you know it's like Helen Christian had the lead, and they kind of like blew the lead at the end. It was tied, and then went to overtime and stuff. But at the end of the day, I think it was just one of those great games where it's like you just kind of walk out of there like, oh, my gosh, I just witnessed, you know, some pretty awesome football. And, uh, you know, it looked like, I mean, for a while I was thinking Helen Christian was going to win. But then, you know, once Zeeland kind of got the ball moving again and stuff, it's like they get the touchdown to Ryan Stockdale. Um, you can kind of tell that, like, hotailing after throwing a couple interceptions is kind of like, all right, you know, just rally the troops. And, uh, you know, they really marched back, and, you know, they got the two-point conversion there to uh, Thomas Sagunas, who had a really impressive game. He was the best receiver of both teams that day. And uh, and then overtime, you know, it's like the, the Maroons have to settle for a field goal with Jonathan Kaiser, who uh, – Set the record for a 52-yarder on Friday. School record. School right? record. Yeah, school record. Still yeah. amazing. Still amazing, yeah. 52-yard uh, school record. And then uh, the next day, he hit a field goal in overtime. But then uh, Ethan Hotailing was just too good for, uh, for Zealand East. So he, uh, fourth and two, runs it in for a touchdown. Uh, it was pretty impressive. All right. Zealand East and Holland Christian, I feel like they've had some epic matches over the years. But uh, it seems to come out similar. Zealand East seems to pull one of those Houdini acts out sometimes against them. Yeah. It always seems to be in that matchup. I'm not really sure what that's about, but I, it's great to have another thrilling. I mean, they all have their right. Like Zealand East has Zealand West as their main rival, mm-hmm. and Holland Christian has Holland and Hamilton as rivals. And then it's kind of cool to see another layer of rivalry that comes into play um, in the OK Green. Um, even I mean, everyone in the OK Green knows each other enough that it's yeah. they're kind of all rivalry games. But that one has become kind of epic proportions. Um, in football lately so uh, crazy finish though and uh, so Zealand East gets the win Zealand West did not get the win this was one of the craziest games I've ever seen so f- then uh, on Friday they started real early 
Still couldn't get it in because of all that lightning that happened all night. There was like uh, about four minutes left in the game when that happened. So Byron's, they were playing Byron Center at home. Byron Center scored to tie it at 22. Then the lightning happened before they kicked the extra point. There was also a penalty on the play, which was backing up the extra point. So all that lightning happened. Byron Center's kicker, who was also their quarterback, had to think all night about this longer extra point that was really a field goal. Nailed it. Into the wind. And then, which you figure could happen, 50-50, you know what I mean? But then Zeeland West gets the ball back, and their goal is to just march down and score and win it. Well, they marched all the way down, had to convert a fourth down. They marched all the way down, and on fourth down and two, I think, on the two, fourth and goal on the two, they get stopped three inches short of the goal line and lose. Three inches short. And for all the people that were claiming that Evan Eden got in, you know, or he crossed the plane, whatever, obviously I don't have replay with me, but I I had an angle to see. And it looked like his knee was down short as he was crossing uh, or trying to stretch the ball out. So um, if I was the referee, for, you can take this for what it's worth, everybody. If I was the referee, I also would have ruled him short. And th- But then, so Byron Center took over with 16 seconds to go on the three-inch line up by one. If the Ducks get a safety, they win. Yeah. And the Byron, credit to the Byron Center line, they moved the pile a couple of yards, and then that was it. So it, that could end up determining, though three inches could end up determining who wins the conference championship. Um, I mean, there's still a lot of football to be played. Zealand West still has to play Zealand East. Yeah. Zealand East still has to play Byron Center. There's a lot of layers there still. But really interesting, and especially yeah. to come back the next day, have the kid kick it. The start, the first play was an extra point. Then have Zeeland West march all the way down with only one possession on the Saturday part of this game, end up three inches short, and then the game's over. Right. Yeah. It took less than five minutes yeah. for all of this to happen. It was the one of the wildest things I've ever seen because it was so – you just – you know, and at home you just figure Zeeland West is going to punch that one in when they're down there. and But just the fact that they had to come back for like – a blink of an eye, mm-hmm. but the most important blink of the eye of the game. You know, it was right. just such a weird yeah. situation. Um, but it was also a great game. I mean, these are two teams that have been putting up in the 40s and regularly, and it was 23-22. It was a great game. Yeah. Uh, now we got Hamilton played Holland. You saw the second half of that game because much different it was the first staggered. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton was leading 8-6 going into... They had to play two and a half quarters, so a little more yeah. than a half. It was like the 6.34 mark of the second quarter. So yeah. there was a lot more of that game left. But it was 8-6 up until that point, and then it was all Hamilton. So, Bo, you went from the Zealandese Holland Christian overtime game, had about four minutes to take a breather, <laughs> and then we're down in Hamilton for the rest of that one. It was all Hamilton. What did they do so well? Um, it was uh, Thomas uh, Stazowski. Am I saying the right? Tyler, Stiz- or Tyler. Tyler Stazowski, yeah. I mean, he just went off a couple t- three touchdowns, the second three touchdown game of the season. And uh, Quentin Sorens played well. They just they looked clean. It was just good, good clean football. I basically saw a thirty four nothing shutout because I got there and you know it was just all Hamilton. You know, I didn't see the two teams that you know where it was an eight six kind of battle. Uh, it was just all Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton. And 
Holland just, you know, they moved the ball, but again, it was just mistakes, penalties, uh, turnovers, just not finishing drives. And they got the talent. I mean, Andrews Rasmussen's a good quarterback, it looks like. And they got receivers like Mason Hager that can make, like, an impact. But Right, Peyton Woodenberg, too. Yeah, Peyton yeah. Woodenberg, yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know, this Holland team just has a hard time, I think, kind of kind of getting it all together and kind of keeping it that way. So It's a bummer for them. Yeah. Tyler Stasowski, we like you – know, uh, we have mentioned him on this podcast before as Ty Stasowski because we always think that his name sounds like Mike Wazowski, Mike Wazowski. From, <laughs> from Monsters, Inc. So yeah. way to go, Ty Stasowski. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, honestly, out of all those, those are good games. I mean, the first, the Zealand games and with Holland Christian they, they were and Byron Center, great games. We expected them to be pretty good games. We weren't sure exactly what to expect out of Hamilton and Holland. We both, I think we all picked Hamilton to win, but did not expect it to be like that. But the biggest surprise to me was not any of that stuff. It was the fact that we all picked against Saugatuck, and they won 31-3. to yeah. What do you make of that? I don't know. I mean, I was picking Saugatuck consistently. Against Goebbels, by the way. Yeah, against Goebbels. I mean, and I picked them uh, to start off the first couple of games, and they kept losing. So I thought, okay, you know, they're just having a bad year, and then they turn around and... You know, win thirty one to well, thirty one to three. Yeah, I mean, didn't even give up a touchdown. Yeah, that's impressive. I mean, it just shows that you know, yeah, they have the numbers problems and stuff, and the depth issues, but I think the talent is there. It's just you know, they're dealing with some stuff that they don't usually deal with, and but I think that you know, maybe they could turn the season around. You know, maybe we haven't seen the last of the Indians. Sounds good. All right, and Fenville took a tough loss. West Ottawa took a tough loss. Not sure still what to make of Fenville, but uh, you know, they seem to be destined for the middle of the pack in the sack i mean that's it just seems like that yeah. they're they're losing to the really good teams they're beating the really bad teams and they're kind of the ones left in the middle Sagatuck is actually in that same position too which couldn't <laughs> make make for a pretty epic game with the two oh, of yeah. them that'll be a great Sagatuck Fenville game so yeah. um but yeah west ottawa struggles continue um yet to win a game it's uh they got beat pretty handily by caledonia so that tough season continues and we'll talk a little bit about their next matchup um, when we get to the week, week six picks, but first we're going to flip. Let's we're going to go to Hope Football next, but they did not play this week. But they faced Trine this week, and uh, that game has you know been a classic, basically a conference championship game the past few years, with Trine getting the upper hand most of the time, but close games. Bo, I mean, just how big of a deal is this, especially for it to be the MIAA opener? Right. No, I think it's a big deal. Um, you know, Trine kind of. In the past, they've kind of handled hope at times. Uh, it's kind of mixed, though. You know, I talk, I went to practice this week, and, uh, you know, Mason Oppel, Mason Decker, I talked to both of them, and they both seem pretty pretty excited about this game. And, you know, I talked to, to Coach uh, Sturzma, and, you know, they're going to be ready. I mean, they've had a, a nice week of rest, and you look at that Aurora game where they're down 20 nothing, then end up, you know, it's tied. They have to basically go back and win the game. I think they kind of took that week to kind of take a load off a little bit, and I think they'll come up ready. I mean, they'll be on the road in Angola, Indiana, but... Uh, you know, I think there's anyone who's going to get this team ready. It's Coach Sturzman. I, I would look for pretty impressive performance out of a well-rested Hope team this week. All right. This could be a, the signature game for them. I mean, if they can win this one, they'd be in the driver's seat already with lots of football to be played, obviously. But an early driver's seat. They haven't been in an early driver's seat in the conference in quite a while. So that could be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they do, especially on the road. All right. Some other football from Saturday. I mean, Michigan definitely bounced back when they went beat Rutgers 52 nothing. But I don't know what that means. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think they would have, you know what I mean? They would beat them if they were happy, sad, angry, glad. 
you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, Chris Ash got fired after the game for Rutgers. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's it was it was a you know that's how it's been lately with Michigan and Rutgers, but uh, with a lot of teams in Rutgers, I should say. But there's not much to report on that. They just they were. They they clearly they're clearly a better team, mm. and they just I, I mean I couldn't even tell you how well they played because yeah. of what their opponent was. So, but they bounced back and got a win, which is the most important thing. And we'll see how they continue as they march toward bigger and better opponents. So, Michigan State had their troubles with Indiana though, didn't they? Yeah, and I I don't think I mean. As an Ohio State fan, uh, we play them this Saturday. He throws that in every uh, week, yeah, you guys. Yeah. You I have guys to make sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, if I were a State fan, I'd be a little bit worried. I mean, you have the loss to Arizona State, and you just look at, you know, if you're using kind of wins and losses as a barometer, I mean, you look at Ohio State, they beat uh, Indiana 52 to nothing, I think it was, or yeah. something like that. A, a blowout win where Michigan State's struggling with them. I mean, I think that at the end of the day, that they kind of have a, a weak offense, and even the defense, you know, that was the most alarming yeah. thing to me if I'm a Michigan State fan is that even that loss to Arizona State, their defense played fantastic, mm-hmm. and they're known for playing fantastic. They did not play fantastic against Indiana, and so is this the game, the one game where the defense doesn't play great yeah. for the year? Because that'll happen, right. you know? Oh, yeah. Or, I mean, it's just it's just a weird situation, but then they actually scored some points. But yeah. they didn't when they really needed to until the end, and it's just—it's just weird. It yeah. just—it was—it's just a an alarming win. There, there's very few times where you have an alarming victory. Yeah. So, but that to me, just because of how the defense played uncharacteristically for them, that that would make that slightly alarming to me. But again, the most important thing was they got the W, and you know, same thing for them. They keep keep on moving. I mean, the Arizona State loss stings, but they still haven't lost in the Big Ten. Right. So. You know that's a win. A win is a win at this point for them, but yeah. it's they're gonna have to play better as the opponents get better. Yeah. So, all right, and then keeping with football, the crazy week continued with the Lions. The Lions game that was a crazy one of the craziest <laughs> games I've ever seen. They were leading the Chiefs, the defending AFC champion Chiefs, several times, and they just couldn't do it the last drive the defense just kind of folded it was just a weird thing to see but that wasn't the weird parts of the, there were so many weird things in the game the third quarter had five lost fumbles combined yeah. and one of them you thought the play was dead at the goal line and the guy just picked it up and ran it all the way in untouched you know as everyone just stood around and they're like well we didn't blow the whistle and they shouldn't have it was the correct call yeah. the ball was loose and the refs actually made the right call but there were calls all over the place. They called a Galladay touchdown back because his he was kind of juggling it. You know the Calvin Johnson rule. Oh god! And yeah, no, shoot me now, right? Yeah. I mean, how 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 ticky tack do we really yeah. have to be here? When yeah. you know, if they clearly can't beat the defense to the ball and they're yeah. in the end zone when they catch it, just I mean, give me a break. Yeah, seriously. With all the other rules of everything else, it's just like all right, so. Uh, you know, but that so that happens. But the the thing that bothers me the most about that rule is that happens. But a running back can just break the plane, fall, and the ball falls. But since it broke the plane, it's a, it's a touchdown. So isn't yeah. that catch breaking the plane? Right. Like it doesn't make any sense. What's the difference? They say, well, oh, well, he doesn't have possession. But the guy diving when his hand hits the ball, like rolls rolls up. away yeah. anyway. He doesn't have really have possession yeah. either. It's just a mess. Like yes. I think that rule is abysmal, and it's. Mm. Honestly, it's cost the Lions more than anyone else. Seriously, uh, yeah. and that's a really which is why they call it the Calvin yeah. Johnson rule. <laughs> um, 
I mean, just think of how many more games the Lions would have won over the years with that. Um, yeah. But then, then they called one in where it looked like it wasn't for Galladay, where he dragged yeah. his foot. Where it, it did look like he dragged a little bit, but man, it must have been the bottom of those cleats dragging. Because <laughs> you could clearly see on the replay that I saw 500 times that day because I yeah. saw it then and on Sports Center and everything else. Right. But you can see his foot changes direction when it hits the line, so you know he was kind of dragging, but it just is really hard to see. Yeah, I ex- I actually expected them to overturn that, but mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't. Um, but it was just such a weird situation. Yeah. They had to re- so he scored. So Galladay had three touchdown catches. One got taken away, but they had to review all three. You know, like <laughs> it's just a weird yeah. a weird situation. But hang, I mean, I tweeted once during the third quarter. Can anybody hang on to the ball? I mean, like it was just one of the weirdest things. That was weird. Yeah. I mean, oh, it was just crazy. But the Lions played great mm. until the. I mean, the last drive, the defense didn't play great. But other than that, they played great against a great opponent. Is this? You know, is this? A statement even in a loss that they're you know i don't i don't know because i feel like they always play well against a good they beat the patriots the other year last year mm. was it last year yeah i think they beat teams recently yeah. yeah they beat teams they always beat a team that they shouldn't have beat but then they always lose to some teams they shouldn't lose to and that's how the lions even it out so i'm not surprised they played well against one of the best teams so so again for the Third, fourth week in a row, seventeenth year in a row now. I still don't know what to make of the Lions after this game. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm going to say it every week for the rest of my life. Yeah, but I mean, if they can, if they can put, you know, not let this crumble them, and you know, put some good games together. Because for me, it does mean. I mean, in the long run, if if the, I mean, if this is the loss that costs them the playoffs, that'll that'll hurt a little bit because they were up to the task. But if they play well. That's what means more to me. You know what I mean? There's been so many years where even when they win, they just play like awful. You know, yeah. and you're just like, all right, well they won, but man, good job beating Buffalo 13 to seven. You know what right. I mean? Or something like that. Yeah. And that, no offense to Buffalo, and I mean back when Buffalo was bad, but like, uh, you know what I mean? So like, or or good, you know, way to go. You beat uh, the uh, Russell led. Uh, Raiders, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no. no biggie. Hey, no, don't make fun of my Raiders. Hey, I got to get it. Who get beat those. the Colts, by the way? 10 yeah, six crazy. To win. Yeah. Crazy. Or to seal it. Anyway. Yeah, 10 6. <laughs> like that. It's exactly like <laughs> yeah. that, you know? Yeah. So I don't know what to make of the Lions, but. I'm still I'm not I'm not ready to I'm not writing them off. I'm I'm still like I always am, cautiously optimistic but realistically not. I'm I'm almost like pleasantly indifferent. Mm. <laughs> it's almost where I have to be cuz if you get too hooked on them, they'll break your heart. Yeah. So, but you know, that's we all know this. Yeah. It's, it's, this is no this is not new this year, this decade. This yeah. century, whatever. So. Yeah. If there's ever a, a Lions Raiders Super Bowl, it should be called the Heartbreak Bowl. That's just two wow. teams that have let their right. fans down or for the, so long. Yeah. Or the Lions Browns. Yeah, the Browns. Oh, that'd be even better, actually. Yeah. 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 I feel like if the Lions and the Browns were in the Super Bowl against each other, explode, yeah. I'd feel I'd feel like the apocalypse would happen right before yeah. kickoff, and so no, neither team could win. Uh. Yeah, isn't, isn't that a passage in the Bible? It's yeah, like the right. first sign of the rapture. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, not such a great week for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. They lost again. They couldn't get things going. He fumbled a couple times, but, man, his line blocking has not been good. No. It's, I mean, you still got to hang on to the ball, obviously, but it's not... He's he's taken a lot more heat than he should be uh, for a lot of this stuff because the blocking is just not there and it's you, you know he's getting hammered. But the Bears' defense is good and 
you know, wielded those hammers like Thor. Um, so uh, it's just, you know, again, not necessarily surprised that they lost to the Bears, but it's just unlike the Lions loss where you're like, okay, but I see what they're doing. I got They got something going here. You know, they're playing well. I don't feel that way about the Vikings right now. I feel like they did not play well as a whole unit. And that's, I you know, so far this season they're underachieving. And I, that's not good. You know, I know they're frustrated with it, but they got to figure out a way to get things turned around their defense is playing pretty good um but they got to figure out a way to you know get cousins some more time and and otherwise it's going to be a long season for yeah. them if they if this continues to happen because yeah seems like the, i feel like the vikings always their offense has like a rough time it's always the defense that is good like remember the days they had like Tavares jackson and like uh what was that one guy? They had that one French quarterback. Like I forget his name, but they've just always had that problem. Their offense is like, eh. The defense is always that good. French quarterback. I swear to God, yeah. I have no idea. All right, where all right Holland Sentinel readers, tweet at me. Yeah, that uh, one French quarterback who yeah. played for the Vikings. Wow, what years are you talking about, <laughs> dude? Like when I was like in high school. So I don't know what that means when you were in high school. Is that last year? Was, or was like, that ten? So years it would have been eight years know. ago. Like eight years ago. All right. See, and yeah. see now, Six I would say, ago. yeah, I remember the. The great Vikings defense when they had Hall of Fame defensive tackle John Randall, and the other tackle was Henry Thomas, and they were both were Pro Bowlers all the time. And they had Joey Browner was a safety that was great, and you know their defense is great. Then, then you can go back. My my dad would be like, "No, it's when they had you know Judge yeah. Allen Page and all right. the Purple People Eaters. That was a great defense." So they have always had a reputation for a great oh. defense, but it's it's one of those things. That like, you know, the offense has come and gone at times. You yeah. know, you had uh, Brad Johnson. You know, almost lead them to a Super Bowl. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like it just weird things like that. They had Randy Moss. Yeah, it was just interesting. It I was, got it. It's Gus Ferrat. Gus Ferrat. Yes, Gus. Right. I don't know if he's French. That <laughs> sounds French. <laughs> Gus Ferrat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's. Wow. Yeah. Hey, do you remember way back when? Yeah. Yeah, I remember way back when. Yeah, do you remember that one specific when, when, thing? Jo- yeah. When Joey Browner was the best safety in football <laughs> in 1989? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Or 1990? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway, we'll keep... Yeah. Well, It's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Because when they put the, things together with Cousins and Thalen and all the... They got it. Yeah. And they showed that last year that, that for the most part, they had it. But they don't have it cons- consistently. Mm-hmm. And that's already been a problem this year. So we'll see what they what adjustments may, they make heading into this week here. Some other crazy things we had. We had the Hope Calvin volleyball rivalry uh, on Saturday. Uh, Calvin won in three, but the last two sets were really close. Calvin's ranked number two. Hope's ranked number nineteen. There was like two thousand people there. It was nuts. It's crazy. It was super fun. Uh, super fun match. Uh, and and Hope like the Lions. There was a lot of good things that at the end of that match they were doing to, that they can kind of take forward. But again, at the end of the day, Calvin gets the W. And uh, they're going to play at least, probably at least two more times this year. It's a great it's a great rivalry, though. People are really into it. Student sections were there. They were hype. You know, in the MIAA, they only play one round now. But Hope and Calvin entered it like basically an eternal agreement to still play the second one even if it's a non-conference matchup and then they almost always play in the tournament miwa tournament final and sometimes they play in the ncaa tournament too you never know so they're gonna see a lot more of each other um but it's uh sarah devries the she's a six something 
middle hitter and setter. So wow. when she's in the back row, she's setting. When she's in front row, she's a middle hitter. She will dominate you every which way but loose. It's crazy <laughs> to watch. Uh, she's fantastic, like National Player of the Year can- candidate, kind oh, of, wow. kind of fantastic. So Hope's gonna have to figure out a way to stop her or slow her down or have her change her plan or something um, because it's she's just such uh, such a great player. Uh, that she, and does so many things. It's not like she's just a great player that's over there, and if you keep it away from her, it's not going to keep away from her because she does so many things with it. So, But, yeah, we'll see. And Hope's young team, they got a lot of potential too, so we'll see how they come of age here. Got a, some more – been some great high school matches. I mean, ha- Hamilton has uh, defeated now Holland Christian, Zealand East, and Zealand West. They all were in four sets, so – Teams are getting a piece. The OK Green's good. Sadawa also has a really good record, um, but they're not doing quite as well in their conference in the OK Red. But they're, you know, off to a really good start, led by uh, Weirmeyer and uh, Macy Kyers. But uh, I mean, Hamilton is Hamilton. They're in the driver's seat. They're they're going to have some showdowns with Byron Center. Byron Center uh, will be is the second place team. It's great volleyball. Yeah. Or as Coach would say volleyball <laughs> love how that goes into every time out uh, gets everybody hype yeah uh, especially during the postseason run last year that was that was that was something cool for sure yeah so um big play lately from corbin wainer and aj ediger leading the leading the the kill fest for um for hamilton uh, and and obviously their setter shelby crack we have we had a feature on her um this week so go back and check that out if you didn't see it uh moving to the pool uh holland christian has had a huge week in swimming they won the d3 invitational um knocking off some top 10 teams in the state and then uh knocked off rival holland in their annual dual meet tuesday uh, it's tough to get bigger than that beating your rival and winning the d3 invitational yeah. in the middle of the season it's a good day so uh so they're doing pretty well um we had a, you know, the swim season is kind of front heavy and back heavy as far as matchups. I mean, Holland and West Ottawa and Zealand, and they all kind of swim against each other. And then, uh, you know, when we get to the conference meet and everything, you know, we'll have more to say. Uh, but uh, Hamilton diver Rhea Blood has broken a couple school records and is, you know, looking like a state championship contender in diving, which has been very exciting. So, and she also just announced her commitment to bowling green to continue her diving career uh at the d1 level next year so lots more things happen in the pool as we get a little bit closer you know to the postseason and the same thing for like cross country we'll talk a lot more about that and golf as we get a little closer we talked a little bit about golf before but um basically the same would be the same thing to say right now is that each team's got a stud golfer and Uh, whichever team's got some help could make some could make some noise in the OK Green. Yeah, and before we get to where our week six picks, I want to talk a little bit about Major League Baseball because I don't think I can go a week without talking about Major League Baseball. <laughs> um, and let's start with Verlander again. He got the three thousand strikeouts, and then he also got three hundred strikeouts for the season in the same game in the finale, which clinched them home field all the way through. What a mess! Like what? What a game! Like going out in style. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, that's what do you focus on if you're the writer covering that game? Dang. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Um, so it's fantastic to see him get that milestone. Both milestones. It's the first time he's ever gotten 300 strikeouts in a season, and he's the 19th pitcher in the modern era to do that. Um, and we talked before how there's a lot of Astros that have yeah. done that too. Ironically, Nolan Ryan did it five times, but not as an Astro. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but Verlander joins. Well, his teammate Garrett Cole got there earlier this year, 
and then Mike Scott in the 80s got there and J.R. Richard twice in the 70s yeah. uh, for the Astros. So, And then 3,000, he became the 18th pitcher to get 3,000 career strikeouts. And they are all in the Hall of Fame except for Clemens with his all his uh, steroid suspicions and everything. Uh, he has not been voted in because of that. Uh, and then Kurt Schilling, who has been close the last couple of years, but also probably hasn't been voted in because he's political views. And not because of his political <laughs> views, but because he's been such an outspoken arrogant uh, i'm trying to think of what i can say on the air here uh, <laughs> i thought you were gonna go for us like, he's, yeah. he's been he's been kind of a jerk about it and it's not just because i'm not saying that they're not voting for him because he's a trump supporter because lots of people who are major league baseball voters could be trump supporters i don't have no idea but he's it, ha- it doesn't even have to do with who he's supporting it has to do with all the unpopular over the line things that he said about other groups of people it has nothing to do with you know him being a trump supporter i mean maybe it does for some voters i'm not going to speculate that but it has a lot to of, about him criticizing um the L- lgbt community and the whole bathroom issue with gender stuff and immigrants and 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 there's a lot of things that he's been very outspoken about in a aggressive way we'll say an, an aggressive and not couth way, I yeah. guess, really. I mean, it's just, he's basically seemed like he's been kind of a jerk about things. Yeah. And that's, uh, there's ways to talk about things and ways not to. Um, and it's, I think it's really costing him Hall of Fame votes. I know yeah. this is quite the tangent we're going off here on yeah. Verlander. We're really expanding our but, vocabulary. But today. anyway, <laughs> anyway, everybody, but, so there's specific reasons that people aren't voting for Clemens' shilling, is what I'm trying to say. Right. So I'm thinking this punched. Verlander's ticket for the Hall of Fame. Obviously, it has to all be official, and it may not happen on his first ballot. And he's still not done either. Mm-hmm. Um, if he plays a full average season for him, he's going to pass five Hall of Famers in strikeouts next year, and then another five the year after that. Then he's going to be in the top ten strikeouts of all time. So, which is incredible. Yeah. So, congratulations to Verlander. Crazy, uh, crazy NL wild card oh, game last night. Don't you, even tell me. You about hate it. to yeah. see. Oh. You oh. hate to see. Uh, the ball go under the outfielder's glove. The Brewers were leading 3-1 in the eighth. Bases were loaded. Closer, Hater was out there. My guy. Yeah, and uh, he did not look good um, either. Like, it's easy to blame it on the outfielder who missed the ball, but the bases were loaded without that outfielder's doing. You know, a hit batter, a broken bat single, and a walk. It doesn't seem like that's going to add up to something, but then you get a solid single that the guy misplays a little bit in the outfield, and everybody scores, and the Nationals win 4-3. to to It was one of the weirdest, wildest finish. I mean, that wasn't... And then they had to close the door in the ninth, which they did, but that was one of the weirdest games I've ever seen. Like, that was... I mean, October baseball, man, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, And that part of it was exciting, but it's, you know... You don't really want if anyone to lose that kind of that way on the error. We don't want you know we don't need you know more Buckner situations going on. Obviously, but you know, interesting that the Nationals lose Bryce Harper to free agency, still make the playoffs, and now they're still going. I mean, like it's impressive. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. And so yeah, I mean we got some powerhouse. I mean the Astros have been a powerhouse. The Yankees are a, a dynasty waiting to happen at all times, basically. And you know, and the Twins, who hit yeah. with 307 home runs Crazy this year. Home runs. I couldn't even tell you half the people on their team yeah. uh, in the starting lineup. Like, yeah. 
But they all had 30 homers, I'll tell you that. Right. You know, yeah. like, it's just crazy. And then you've got uh, the the AL, as of this taping, the AL wildcard game is tonight, so we do not know what's going to happen there. But then you got the Cardinals, and you got the Dodgers, and the Braves. Yeah. I mean, these are these are classic. It's like when the Rose Bowl was Michigan, USC. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like something like <laughs> yeah. that in the day. Like it's right. you're getting the classic historical matchups here, which is really uh, exciting for baseball. I think um, going to be some good things. But who you got? Who you got? Who's meeting in the World Series? Oh man, I think the Astros are going to win it for sure. Ooh, that's, for that, sure, he that's says. That's my pick. For yeah. sure. You heard it here first. The Astros are my pick. As far as who they're facing, I don't know. I think they beat the Dodgers, and then the yeah. Dodgers will have lost three World Series in a row. Yeah. They lost to the Astros yeah. two years ago, and then they lost to the Red Sox last year. Mm-hmm. What a free fall for the Red Sox, though. Hang. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So... I think it's going to be another – I think it's going to be – I would love to see the Astros and Dodgers face off in, like, the next three World Series, yeah, really. Seriously. I mean, like, of course, assuming that the Cubs or the Tigers are nowhere near it. Right. You know, right. but still, like, that's – I think that's kind of wild. We haven't had that kind of rivalry since, like, the Yankees and the Dodgers of old. So could be kind of fun, especially because they're built – they, you know, Kershaw and Verlander are the, the old aces, you know. And then they're they're built with a young power, and the teams are very made up very similarly, um, which makes it kind of exciting. So yeah, yeah. All right. Anything else we should talk about before we get to week six, Bo? Um, nothing comes to mind actually. Um, you heard that here first. Yeah. Nothing has nothing comes to nothing Bo's mind. To Got mind. it, everybody. Okay. Yeah. It shows in his That's picks. That's often true. Yeah. It shows in his picks. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So heading into the week six picks. Um, Mitch is Mitch Boatman's beaten us. He's beaten me by two, and he's beaten Bo by five. Yeah, yikes! So he's a news writer for us that has had his hand in sports for a while too. So it's he has an informed opinion. He's not doing this by sheer luck. Um, and we will have him on here shortly, so he can gloat a little bit. Is uh, uh, is the winner of the picks at the end of the year? Are they knighted as the new sports editor? Or yeah. uh, nice or, try. Or, or the new <laughs> nice try. Oh, I should try harder yeah. than in my picks yeah. then. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but Chris lost some bets last year and had to yeah. wear some crazy things to work. So uh, we'll see how that goes. All right, let's go. Let's go right down the. Let's go right down the pipe here with the picks. Right down the pipe. Right down the pike. There's so many ways to say that phrase. Yeah. It's supposed to be pike. Everyone says pipe. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Right down the pike. Yeah, huh. it's a yeah, it's an old phrase. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So uh, yeah, another tangent. There's another, learning all sorts of new things. Another uh, yeah, Bo's learning how to be couth and how to <laughs> where, How do you spell couth? <laughs> you know, so uh, you spell couth D A N because he is couth. <laughs> Roger that. So <laughs> all right, so let's start Wyoming at West Ottawa. Who you got? Um, you know, I hate to do it to you, West Ottawa, but I'm gonna go with Wyoming. Uh, it's just a tough year to pick the Panthers. Um, like you know, like like I've said in past weeks, I think Jake Zimmer's good. I think they got some good talent. But as far as just putting it together, I think them and Holland kind of share that same problem, just kind of getting it all going on one day. So uh, give me Wyoming. All right, not so fast, my friend. Oh, Lee Corso. That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, if West Ottawa doesn't win this week, there's a legitimate chance with how good the OK Red is that they go winless. They haven't gone winless. They shouldn't go winless. I'm picking the Panthers. I think they get it done. I think this, this, and maybe it'll get them rolling. Maybe they upset somebody else in the OK Red. But I think this is. Uh, I'm picking West Ottawa in this one because I think that they can, 
handle the non-conference battle with Wyoming, and I think that they've got to have this win. Uh, nobody wants them to go 0-9, oh. so I think they get it done. So we'll see if that uh, pulls me further ahead of you yeah, in the picks. I'm or what? curious now. I like that, yeah. I like that we, the first one. Yeah. Uh, we might not have the, too many like that. There's only I think there's only one other game on paper that I think we're going <laughs> to. Um, but uh, Zealand East at Holland, I think that's pretty easy to say on paper who we're picking. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Dutch. No, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I can't do it. I, I want to pick the upset, but no. I'm pretty much going to go with the yeah, Zealand. Yeah, Zealand East, I'm picking them too. I mean, I, again, I would also love to pick the upset. It's just not the upset of the time. They gotta, Holland's got to show me a little bit something more. Before yeah. I start picking that as an upset. So here's the other interesting one. Holland Christian at Hamilton. The rivalry matchup. Who you like in this one? Man, I don't know. Like This, this is a tough one. Um, you can't pick the refs. I mean, <laughs> no. If I had to put money on it, which I don't, I would probably go. <laughs> You're putting the prestige <laughs> yeah. on it, though. <laughs> yeah, the prestige. You're trying to catch me oh, yeah. here. And we're my honor. Okay, Mitch. yeah, my honor. My honor. On your my honor, which is clearly worth more than money. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Uh, <laughs> no, um, you know, I think that Holland Christian, I think they showed a lot of grit. Um, I think they showed a lot against Zealand East last week, but I still think that without Trent Lamb, um, you know, no offense to Will Heisinger, I, mean, I think he's doing a good job. He obviously almost led his team to a close win against a good team, but um, I think Hamilton's rolling right now. They're coming off a fresh uh beating of holland and stuff i just it's hard to pick against the hawkeyes in that one for me all right not so fast my friend another one all right. wow uh, i feel like we can't pick on the same side of this rivalry so i'm gonna pick holland christian uh it was a coin flip for me too so i i honestly was gonna pick whoever you didn't pick um but here's why uh holland christian played so well against zealand east i think that Hamilton's defense is going to have a hard time stopping them. But I also think their defense is going to have a hard time stopping Hamilton. It's going to come down to that one big play or that one 52-yard field goal, and I think that's the difference. Yeah. Boom. Respect. All right. All right. Show me what you got, Kaiser. All right. Unity Christian at Zeeland West. Um, I'm going to go with the Ducks in this one. Um, my track record against picking against Zeeland teams, uh, as podcast listeners well know by now, has not been very good. Um, it's just, yeah, you know, the Ducks lose to Byron Center, but it's, I think Byron Center is a really good team this year. Just a tough game, close game, but I think they rebound with a win this week. Agreed. Unity Christian is not Unity Christian of last year. Um, and even so, even though they won the Division 5 state championship, the Ducks beat them pretty soundly. Anyway, last year, I think that continues again. They'll get right back, uh, where they need to go. Uh, the Ducks right back on track. So, all right. Now everyone's favorite matchup, Galesburg Augusta at Fenville. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Galesburg Augusta. You know, Fenville, I, I mean, the one week I saw them, you know, they played really well. They got that 1918 win over, uh, I'm drawing a blank now. Who was it? I forget now, but anyway. Wow. Yeah, I know. It was Buchanan. Buchanan. Yeah, there we go. Dan's got my back. Uh, no, I mean, I think that, you know, a lot kind of like uh, like I was saying about Holland, they got kind of the pieces there, but just not really kind of the, the stuff to put it together. So give me Galesburg Augusta. All right, and here's where my here's where my lead could crumble if I'm awfully wrong on this. I'm picking Fenville. Really? I'm picking Fenville in this one. They're at home. Galesburg Augusta struggled. Fenville, I think they're poised for a big game. They're ready for a big game. They need a big game as they move forward into their Saugatuck matchup. Um, and I think Fenville gets it done at home. <laughs> Dang. Man, it's going to be an interesting week of picks this week. It really will be. All right, and the last one of the week is Saugatuck at Buchanan. You know, um... 
I saw Buchanan play. I was not impressed with them. I think that Sagatuck, I mean, how can you not pick him like, after winning 31-3 at Goebbels on the road? Uh, I think it's really hard to, to pick against the Indians after that week. And, uh, yeah, give me the Indians. I'm, I'm jumping back on the hype train for them. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm definitely picking Sagatuck. I think they win big in this one, actually. Um, they're on a roll. And they're going to keep that role going. And yeah, wow, we picked. We have three different picks out of the four ga- yeah. out of the seven games. That's it's be a wild week. It's going to be a wild week. I'll either be have an insurmountable lead, or we'll be tied. Dun dun dun. I think, or I might be up by one still. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. But either way, Mitchell probably still be in the lead. Yeah. At the end of the day, uh, yeah, we're fighting for unless, second, third. You know, you never know. I mean, you never know. I don't know what he's picking yet, but uh, I like this though. I mean, we've had enough weeks where we've picked the same or one apart or whatever because it's on paper it's obvious even though they didn't end up that way necessarily but uh you know i'm pretty sure was it last week we were three three inches of ducks football from getting them all right yeah so uh, except saga Tuck, they got ah, us Sagatuck. they did That's get right. us right. they did get us so um but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens we got we'll, we'll be at all the games there are earlier um check your Check the Sentinel and or and Twitter from your teams where you're going out to see them because of the the Triple E mosquito situation and and yeah. other situations. A lot of games are going early this week, five or five thirty, um, but not all of them. So uh, make sure to check so you don't uh, go to at seven o'clock to Holland's game and realize that it started at five. So we'll we'll keep those all uh, we'll have those all in the paper this week. So. Uh, you're aware of that so but uh yeah some good games i mean obviously games we can't decide on so this is the week to go out and watch some football because anything could happen any anything being so much as that Bo could actually be back in in this picks race um that's about as much of a stretch of anything can happen as i can think of right now so um but yeah go out and see some see some sports we've got some uh Hamilton volleyball is worth checking out, um, and this is just for the objective. Obviously, the objective resident or sports fan. Obviously, if you are affiliated with one team, go see a sport that you haven't seen for them. Um, you know, if you like, if you're a Holland Christian fan, go watch them swim. They're doing really, really well. Um, they're going to be a uh, you know a top five caliber team in the state or volleyball. They're a good volleyball team too. But if you know, go somewhere where you haven't gone. But objectively, I mean, if you if you got to see some things, see. Check out a Saugatuck cross-country match, a Holland Christian soccer match. They're up to rank number one. Hamilton volleyball match, uh, a Zealand swim. You know, these there's there's really good things coming from all the schools, which is good to see. Fanville soccer has been doing really well. So uh, West Ottawa volleyball has been doing really well, too. So, I mean, there's a lot of things, a lot of things out there. West Ottawa girls cross-country, good teams. Uh, and then, of course, you know, got the Hope teams in action with all their stuff, too. Uh, not quite having the same soccer years for either the boys or the girls or men's or women's that they did last year. Volleyball's doing pretty good, and uh, cross country's doing pretty well. So, um, And obviously, we got the football team, too. So uh, plenty of in- interesting things to see. So um, get out and see some sports. And if you have, if you know of a good story or a good team that we're not giving enough coverage to and you have a specific reason why we're not giving enough coverage to them let us know let us know sports at com. you can email us uh with story tips and and also uh, topics you'd like to hear on the podcast i mean we don't always have to talk about local stuff obviously we talked about verlander we talked about the baseball playoffs um we've got some things spoiler alert we might have a nice discussion about zealand native jim cott next week on our podcast hey. uh, so uh, but yeah if you want to hear us talking about more of 
something specific, let us know. And uh, we will try to be informed enough to make that a topic. All right, Ohio State football fans, I want to hear you. I, don't, I want to hear I mean, you come out in full I don't force. Know, uh, <laughs> You know, I don't know how much I know about Bangladesh cricket, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I can learn. So, hey, I actually know about cr- that was my first sports writing assignment uh, ever. Was a cricket article actually? That is awesome. Where? Um, Grand Valley it was my it was my like uh, trial article at the Grand Valley Student Paper. Um, I met with the the club president at uh, the Bitter End Coffee Shop in Grand Rapids. That was my first ever action. Grand Rapids uh, Cricket Club. Um, no, it was Grand Valley State uh, Club. club oh, the club, they had a they, they had a, they had a cricket club. Yeah, it was really cool too. Oh man, yeah, they had signed a, me up actually. That yeah. sounds great. No, it was really cool. They, they had a lot of grad students uh, from all around the world that were you know passing through, and it's like that's like their home sport. That's like their football. Basically, Do they still have it. I I don't know. I follow the Facebook page. I could check. I hope okay. they do because they really yeah, that would be a cool, yeah that would be a cool thing. I've always wanted to. I mean, I know some about cricket, but there's plenty I don't know. But I'd always just want to see it done live. Well, yeah, um, I've seen some people try to play. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's weird. Like I hear, like I'm really into like a lot of European like you know music artists, and like they always talk about like cricket, and it's like they talk about it like you know you and I would talk about like baseball or NFL, you know, it's right? So They're common all talking for about them. cricket and yeah. soccer and rugby, right? You know, it's just interesting. So different, yeah. Just interesting. So. All right, and we'll have some, you know, our curling expert. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway. So get out and see some sports. and But, again, sports at hollandsentinel.com. Let us know if there's something you want to hear us talk more about. I mean, the Calvin Johnson rule, you know, some sort of something to give us a, a, a real debate. There's plenty of things happening in sports. we got the NCAA situation where California has now yeah. voted to, for them to, you know, to that athletes could be paid. I think people are overreacting to that because I think it's only going to happen for, like, the football quarterbacks and a couple of basketball players. But... Lots of interesting things, and we we will definitely uh, discuss more of that kind of stuff as it gets closer. Because that's those, even though those votes have happened, there's still a lot to be nailed down before that really comes into play. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, enjoy a week of sports. Get out there uh, while you still can before it gets too cold. And uh, we will be back next week to talk anything and everything sports. All right, for Bo, I'm Dan. Mm-hmm.